0: blog talk radio
1: welcome to the football garbage time NFL podcast my name is Sakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of football garbage time and with me as always is senior staff writer Ryan Whitfield and we're back For another special episode this week with more special guests, we're incredibly lucky today to have Wally and Ray from the Urban Sports Scene Podcast. If you don't know the Urban Sports Scene Podcast, shame on you, give it a listen. They're live every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. They cover all the sports in the DMV and beyond, and let me tell you, they really know their stuff. Wally and Ray, along with Wilsey, also handle the All Skins Everything show on Fox Sports Radio 1340 a.m. and 96.3 FM, Hopewell, Virginia. Now, we have been going uh, head-to-head with these guys on uh, NFL picks over the last three years now over Twitter. Uh, amazingly, this is the first time we've had the privilege of having them on the show. So how, how did I do, guys? Did I actually pronounce your shows correctly? I know I did it pre-show, but I knew I was going to screw it up during
2: the actual show. You actually did good. You actually did good. I felt the urbanized sense, you said everything. Well, how would you think, Right?
3: I'm cool with it. I'm just hanging on to the fact that it took us three years to get on the show. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess I gotta ask my mom. Can you guys come over now to play?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna change our podcast to the football garbage time everything show soon because I got to I love that and I yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel legit now. I'm t- I feel totally legit. Hey. So, anyway, before we get things kicked off on football, uh, and I know you guys recently discussed this on your podcast, but I have to ask you guys about the Washington Wizards and the NBA playoffs. They're currently down two zero to the top ranked Toronto Raptors. Heck, everybody's heckling you guys, even Drake. But they're coming off uh, they're coming home for Game Three on Friday. What are your chances of advancing? What do you think?
2: Um, I think the. I mean, Game. I mean, the Wizards play pretty good at home. Uh, I think you know, they'll feed off the, they'll feed off the crowd. Um, in Toronto, you have a lot of guys making three-point shots that typically aren't good three-point shooters, uh, and I think mm-hmm. that once once they travel to the road uh, in a hostile environment, the same role players that were knocking down three-point set shots will be will will, be, will miss those three-point shots. Obviously, uh, DeRozan is going gonna, is gonna to be a problem. Uh, he's a tough mm-hmm. he's a tough cover for, for in, in any game. Uh, Lowry looks like he has some confidence, but I expect John Wall and Bradley Beal to. To step up, especially Bradley Bill he's had the last couple of games yeah. and he been struggling. I, I expect Bradley Bill to have a better game. And to be honest with you, I think this is a warning for Scott Brooks. He has to come up with a better game plan to defend the high screen role that Toronto's using, and also find a way to get other players involved, other than for focus on on focusing on um, Bradley Bill and John Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, it's all
2: about yeah the no, capitals I right now. <laughs>
0: you, you're all about the capitals, capital, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Good <word. laughs>
0: About jumping oh, jumping ship already? It's only two games.
1: <laughs> all right, all, no, thanks, not thanks really. for the in, yeah. thanks for the insight, guys. I, I, I was just wondering about that because I was watching it, and man, you, you're right. Beal's got to step up. Actually, I saw Wall make comments about him, him, and the two of them being the best players in the uh, on the team. I thought that was a little okay. bit divisive for a, I, <laughs> for yeah, a locker room. I, I, hey. I
2: agree. I agree. Need, he needs to. He needs to go away from that, saying that. I love John Wall. I think John Wall's a talent. But oh, yeah. I feel like any any player, any player, LeBron James, he does it times, And I kind of I kind of grimace a little bit when when they say that. Anytime you say that and you put yourself right. over the team, that's a dangerous situation. That's a dangerous thing. To, game, dangerous game to play. Yeah, I totally agree.
1: Well, good luck to you guys. I hope you guys give them a little bit of a run for your money. But all I can say is, as long as the Cavaliers don't win, as long as the Warriors don't win, I don't really care at this point. You know, just no Cavs, <laughs> no no Warriors. That's it for me. All right, let's get to business. Let's talk some football. <laughs> The 2018 NFL Draft, guys, begins next week, April 26th. All eyes will be on Arlington, Texas, as we wait to see where all the top draft draft prospects are going to end up. And we here at Football Garbage Time, along with our friends at Urban Sports Scene Podcast and the Beer-Fueled Fantasy Football Podcast, conducted our mock draft over Twitter via hashtag FGTMockDraft to tell you who we thought, would go where but let's make it personal this time i want to make it personal you're no longer constrained by anybody else's picks we want to hear how you guys wally ray ryan think the first five picks of the 2018 nfl draft will go and why now let's start first with who you think are going to be picked in the first five picks let's start with you wally
2: so I, I I think Cleveland I I just I I, I refuse to think Cleveland's stupid I refuse to think that Cleveland's stupid. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Cleveland drafting Saquon Barkley. I think he's a he's the best fit for them and he's a, just the best wow. player in the draft to I me. Mean. He's just the best player in my opinion. I think the Giants get go with Darnold. I think the Jets will probably I think the Jets will get Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. I think
0: the
2: I think the Brown, I think the Browns on the flip side in the quarter on the flip side will get um, Allen. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the Denver Broncos will get Chubb. Oh, okay. All right.
1: And uh, all right, so let me let no, I'll hold on for a second because I'm gonna to go to Ray, figure out who figure out how he disagrees with you. Because I know there's gonna be some disagreement here somewhere. So Ray, yeah. what are your what are your five picks look like?
3: All right, yeah, so I'm going Josh Rosen number one. All right. All right. Um I wanna go Sam Darnold number two, uh, to the Giants. Um, I think I'm going to stick with, with Baker Mayfield at number three. Um, I mean, I change all the time, so uh, ignore me. Um, <laughs> number, number four, I think Derwin James should go higher than what he's been projected because I believe he's one of the strongest DBs in the draft. Wally, you know how much I love DBs, right? Yeah, Especially of course, ones from yeah, Alabama. No, sure. And then <laughs> yeah, uh, no, number no, five, Alabama, I think I Saquon Barkley going to Denver. I think wow. he's going to be a, a good fit uh, for the Broncos. All right, all right. Hey Ryan, uh,
1: you haven't had a chance to give you to to to, to cut call any to call anybody out yet. So here's your chance. What's your top five look? like?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm going be pretty tame like Monday because for the second straight day, uh, second straight podcast, you got me on in the middle of the Bruins playoff game. But uh, <laughs> I know you
1: That's why I do that. That's why I do that. <laughs> so you're distracted. <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm not the only uh, one with a in a beef with Tor- uh, with Toronto right now. But uh, I got uh, I got Josh Allen going number one overall the Cleveland. Um, number two, I had Darnold going to the Giants, three Mayfield to the Jets, uh, only because it took a quarterback first while I break my rule of no running backs in the first round while I let Cleveland, uh, take Saquon Barkley there at number four. Oh, interesting. And then I had Chubb okay. going to the Broncos at number five. Okay.
1: All right. So this is really interesting to me because the honest because what ended up happening is that Wally, you and Ryan both ended up with the Browns taking the same guys, but in opposite order. You got, you got Barkley going first, Allen going second, Ryan's got it flipped. And then all you, three of you have agreed that Darno is going to the Giants. So let's start with you, Wally. Tell me, why do you think that the Browns are going to go over running back top overall, and why do you think mm-hmm. that you're going to have Darno, Rose, and Allen go in that order to the next three? And, and nobody predicted any trades, which I was a little bit surprised about. So go ahead.
2: Well, I mean, that depends. I think Cleveland, I think if Cleveland's smart, the reason why I think you take you take Saquon Barkley at number one is because I think if, the, if, the Giants, if he slips to number two, the Giants will take Saquon Barkley. I feel like the Giants will take Saquon Barkley. They need a
0: running
2: yep. back, so they can take yep. Saquon Barkley. So I think Cleveland on the flip side, they were smart. They could still get a, a good quarterback at four. There's not a guarantee they'll get Saquon Barkley. And, and you, I think if it's a trade partner, I think the Jets, also the Jets too, the Jets could take Saquon Barkley. So if I'm Cleveland, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, well, I can guarantee get the best the, – arguably the best player in the draft and still get a really good quarterback who's probably just as good as the other one. Like, I could still
0: mm-hmm.
2: slip and get Josh Rosen. If someone slips on Josh Rosen, I could still get um, Allen, you know, Allen. So, I have an opportunity to get my guy at number at number, at number number four if I take mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley number one. And in terms of quarterback, it's only because of what you're hearing from – you know, hearing out their reports that I got – that I have Darnold um, then Allen, then Darnold first as, a quarter, as the first quarterback drafted. But in my opinion, I mean, if it was me drafted, I would take Josh, Josh Rosen over Darnold anyway. But you know, mm-hmm. the Giants need to get the Giants need to have a predecessor for Eli Manning. They need to, yep. like, they can't keep relying on Eli Manning to be their their guy. The guy they mm-hmm. have to groom someone. Oh, the Jets, they, I mean, the Jets even they, even though they got uh, Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion, they still need a guy that. That you know is going to be healthy. That you know is going to be okay. Somebody that you got to use, and Teddy's on a one-year deal anyway. So, like yep. you need to have that guy. You can't go with McCown as your quarterback. So that, no, you I, definitely can't. I guess that's my thought process with the Jets. Um, and the, and to be honest with you, those they're in a good situation where they're going to all they're going to get a guy, whoever slips to them, they get a quarterback. Whoever slips to them, they get a guy that they can automatically utilize regardless. Because they're going to there's going to be a very talented kid. At five, so they're going to get so they, that they, can, they that they won't put any pressure on that will land in their spot anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the, I like the Bradley Chubb pick actually because I think he's the I think he's the most talented defensive player in the draft, and I think if he goes at mm-hmm. number five overall, that'd be a steal. And it's only mm-hmm. and the only reason why he would be at five, I think, is because of all the quarterback needy teams ahead of them. So that that's kind of course. interesting. So so let me switch over here to Ray and uh, and get your thoughts here. So you got Josh Rosen going for one overall. And you have uh, the Browns picking up a, a DB and Derwin James on, at number four. That's really interesting to me. I have actually haven't seen a lot of that. And then of course you have the quarterbacks going in between. You got Saquon Barkley going to the Broncos, which I I, I really love that bit. But like, go ahead, tell me
3: about your thoughts. How
1: did you come up with that
3: order? Well, I want to be very simple, man. Josh Rosen to me uh, is the well, he's not a more experienced than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, obviously. What's hurting him is his height. I also like mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a Falcon homer as people will come to know, and Jim Moore <laughs> Jr. one of my one of my favorite coaches. Um, I believe that he is good at developing quarterbacks. If you remember the Michael Vick days,
0: mm-hmm.
3: he was able even with a stubborn Michael Vick to educate him on how to study playbooks, on how to read defenses, and if you can do that for a guy that really was stubborn, you look at this dude Josh Rosen and and the the amount of um, experience that he took in over these three years with a coach mm. like Jim or I think that's invaluable. Sam Darnold has uh, less experience again only, at only being a sophomore. And then again, Mayfield, the only thing that the him is his height. Um, but Mayfield might be the most accomplished of, of the entire group, which is why I think you got to take him top five. Mm. He's a winner. Derwin James is a rare talent. Um, think about some all-time great safeties. I'll stay home with Sean Taylor, um, <laughs> Eric Berry comes to mind. Guys that you just can't pass on. I thought Leron Landry was gonna be one of those type of guys. So I could be wrong, as uh mm-hmm. I'm gonna point out. But last but not least, <laughs> Saquon Barkley. I just think in terms of fit, um in terms of fit, you know, Denver could really benefit from having him along with the veteran quarterback and they have a defense that's ready to go uh deep in the playoffs, potentially Super Bowl. So that that rounds it out for me. Yeah,
1: and then with them releasing C.J. Anderson, it's pretty clear they, got, they have a need there because it's not, it's not going to be Devontae Booker as much as I literally liked him two years ago when he came into the league. He's not showing me anything. <laughs> I like so, him. I like Booker. Yeah,
0: Booker! I, I like him. I'm,
1: hey, listen, I'll go get a drink of Booker. I just don't want him to play football on my team. That's all. I mean, he seems like a nice guy and all, you know. All right, Ryan. Your turn to sound off. You got Josh Allen. You got Darno Mayfield. You got the quarterbacks at the top. You got Saquon Barkley. I know how much. I won't say it. I won't say it. But I, you got Saquon Barkley going at number four. Then you got uh, then you got Chubb over there at Broncos. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us how you came up with your order?
4: Well, I just have the mic on mute and just uh, let out a, a vicious "Let's go" because Brad Marchand just scored on a 2 one one I'm a little, I'm a little above nine right now. Um, you should have just yelled it yeah. in the mic
1: anyway. I would have thought you were rooting for me. I would
4: have really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, so, my thought going into the draft was that, um, you know, I I think that the Giants over the last couple of weeks have kind of proven they're no they're no longer in a win-now mode. And I know me and you have been.
0: Uh, heavy on
4: this for the last couple of years that Eli Manning's not good anymore. And right. I don't think it's a stretch to say this. Um, the Giants next Super Bowl, whenever that is, will not be with Eli Manning playing quarterback. So right. if I'm the Giants, you know, I think I have to take a quarterback here and start playing for the future. I mean, they're, they're open, I guess, potentially to hearing trade out. They're, they're not shopping OBJ, but they're not, not picking up the phone on him. Um, <laughs> right. they, after one year of Brandon Marshall, they've moved on and it just, it feels like they're starting to turn that roster over. Obviously there was chemistry issues on the defense and it almost feels like they're headed for a major rebuild. So to take Saquon Barkley here doesn't seem to make a, a ton of sense for me, just because I just think that they need to start looking at the long haul. Now, if they take a more short short term view or short short term point of view, that obviously change. So if I'm the Cleveland, you know, I'm looking at the Jets and Giants saying they're definitely going to take a quarterback so I can get Barkley at number four. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take my guy, whoever it is. now I think I've kind of come to this realization over the last couple of weeks that I actually think Lamar Jackson's going to be the best one in this bunch. I think I've kind of oh. soft said that the last couple of weeks, but I'm, that's where I'm kind of getting at. I know he's not going to go this high, um, but for them, I think that they're going to take Allen. I think Darnold to the Jets is uh, to the Giants here is, is where all the room have been. That looks real. Baker Mayfield, I think, is a guy who's made for the New York market. You um, mm-hmm. kind of look at the personality of that defense with Jamal Adams. um, and just kind of the swagger that defense carries. And I think Baker Mayfield's cockiness and uh, self-assuredness kind of, excuse me, fits with that. So that's where I have them going. (laughs) Barkley going four. Yeah. And so I think Barkley goes four. And then for number five, you know, to be boring. I have the the Broncos taking uh, Bradley Chubb because I just think he's the best player on the board there and they don't have a a major other need um, Right. right now. And I look at it again, you know, I think, I think honestly if the Patriots move up, This is the spot they're moving up to. But Belichick just hates paying rookies all that money. So that's where my hesitation is on that. But I think he really likes Chubbs. So if the Broncos do move on from that pick, I think there's a good potential that that goes to New England.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos decide to trade out of that out of that pick there because they, they don't have a glaring need up front, unless Barkley is there, in which case I think they take Barkley. But honestly, they could trade back with the Bills. They could trade back with the Patriots. There's a lot of teams back there who would really want to take one of the top five, uh, well, at least one of the top four running uh, quarterbacks if they don't want Lamar Jackson, but certainly one one of the top five uh, at number five. So uh, it will be interesting to see how that shapes up. Well, we only have much longer to wait. That will be starting one week from today. That were, that those are some interesting thoughts there. Everything uh, we'll be able to see who actually get, did a good job predicting uh, when we get down to the NFL draft. But I'm going to ring the bell on that one. Let's move on to our next topic here. All right. So we are going to get to some off-season questions here, and we're going to make this, again, we're going to make this a little bit personal because we're going to talk about the teams that these guys actually care about. We're going to start uh, by talking about with Ray about the Falcons, and then we're going to talk about uh, the Washington Redskins with Wally. But Let's go ahead and uh, kick it off here, and I'll stop that the ridiculous drop because it keeps on going. All right, Ray, let's start with a few questions with the Atlanta Falcons here. Matt Ryan. All right, Matt Ryan. Let's talk about Matt Ryan a little bit. Is he the is he the answer uh, at quarterback going forward? You know, it was last year the real Matt Ryan, or was it the Super Bowl year? About two weeks ago. We found out from Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov said that there's a contract extension for Matt Ryan, and it's quote-unquote close. But the question is, do we really want that if you were a Falcons fan? 2016, 69.9% completion rate, 4,944 yards, 38 TDs to 7.19. In 2017, a drop to 64.7% completion, 4,095, almost 1,000 less yards, 20 TDs. That's like half the TDs and a whopping 12 interceptions, almost double the interceptions. What are your thoughts here on Matt Ryan.
3: Two words, Steve Sarkeesian. Um okay. You go from uh, Kyle Shanahan. You see what Kyle Shanahan did at the yep. end of last season after they made the trade for Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback genius. He's made Matt Schaub look good. We got we got Schaub too, by the way, on the roster. Um, and I know that um, a lot was expected coming off that that Super Bowl hangover, which I don't like to talk about too much. But when you change <laughs> offensive coordinators for the umpteenth time, I think uh, we were all expecting a drop-off. The offensive line, while it's talented, I also think that they did not protect as well last season. Matt Ryan doesn't get hit that often. You watch the playoffs, he was dinged around a lot. I know Philly's offense, I mean, I'm sorry, Philly's defense, uh, Super Bowl winning defense was pretty good. But still, Matt Ryan mm-hmm. usually stays pretty clean. But he's 32 years old, and if you look at – the top guys in the league, the Drew Brees of the world, obviously Tom Brady. These guys are playing until 40 years old. So we could have Matt Ryan for potentially another eight years. I think you got to sign him. You have a second year now with sarcasian I expect the team to produce and then, you know, which we'll talk about, you, you'll upgrade at receiver this offseason as well.
1: Okay. All right. So that's that's interesting because you know I can tell you that I had a close eye on Matt Ryan when he was in college. I went to Notre Dame. I watched him play at Boston College. He actually beat us several times. I hate the guy, but he's done some good stuff in the NFL. And I know that I know I know how Ryan feels about Matt Ryan. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open the door on this one uh, because we don't have uh, we don't have ten hours in order to hear. But let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. Taylor Gabriel. Let me ask you about Taylor Gabriel because I'm a Bears fan. Then the Bears just signed them four years, twenty-six million, fourteen million guaranteed. In twenty sixteen, in just thirteen games in Atlanta, he had five hundred and seventy nine yards, six touchdowns, fifty one rushing yards, and added a rushing T D. Twenty seventeen, big step back, sixteen games, and he took uh only three hundred and seventy eight yards, about half, almost he almost half the yards, only one T D Wasn't much of a factor in that offense. Of course, no one was a factor in that offense, I think. But, you know, what are your thoughts about Taylor Gabriel? Was he someone that was just a victim of the planning as well? Is it somebody that you think you could have grown with in Atlanta? Or is this uh, fool's gold for the Bears?
3: Dude, unless it's Dave Chappelle, you don't hire a guy out of rehab. If (laughs) if somebody's talented, then then you hire him. You know, Tiger Woods, has he come back from rehab yet?
0: Mm -mm, I know it was for
3: (laughs) a different type of addiction. But they hired and I, I, I didn't understand that. And I think the reason why they did it was because uh, you want to maintain the same offense and you want somebody who's going to listen, uh, which was the rationale behind it, because you bring in another offensive mind, they're going to change the whole offense, and it's going mm-hmm. to take the guys a while to adjust, which was the case anyway. But Taylor Gabriel, it's it's embarrassing that his stats were, uh, I, I I guess, it, yeah, such a vast decrease in his stats when Julio gets doubled every yeah. game. If you, Even Julio's production was down. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, I think the offensive line played a role in that. And then, you know, you're trying to balance the running attack with the passing attack, um, trying to follow Kyle Shanahan's model because Devontae Freeman had a career year the year before. So everybody's production was down. You kind of alluded to that. But Taylor Gabriel mm-hmm. in particular, I think he should have stepped up considering the, all the, the double teams that Julio garners each game. And then you got Sanu, mm-hmm. who actually did have a, a decent year, and he's coming back. But um, I'm kind of glad Gabriel's gone. For the simple fact that it gives us the leeway to upgrade, either in the draft, DJ Moore, Maryland guy, I would love to get him. Oh, yeah. um, If mm-hmm. we can't get Calvin Ridley. And we also got Marvin Hall out of Washington, still on the roster, 5'10, good guy in the slot.
0: Mm-hmm. So, how right. about to
3: you, Gabriel? But we still got Cartagena, <laughs> though. So no, that's
0: we'll true. That that's looks.
3: true.
1: Hey, one step at a time, man, baby steps. So, last <laughs> question, yes or no here. I just got a quick hit on this. Austin Hooper. Is he your long-term answer at TE? I mean, he uh, he doubled his 2016 output in 2017 with 526 yards, three touchdowns. He might be blowing up. What are your thoughts? He the answer for you guys?
3: Uh, he's a young guy. You know, you gotta love that. I know um, the Falcons brought in uh, Paulson, Logan Paulson from Washington, Mm -hmm. who you know has been in the league nine or ten years, um, who's also decent in in the run game. But Austin Hooper, I don't know, man. The fence, or I'm still on the fence, or the jury's still out. Um, I come from a background of Algie Crumpler and um, uh-huh. Tony Gonzalez, and then now uh-huh. he's cooper. Austin awesome yeah. hooper. Um, so uh, I'm like, <laughs> is this the guy? I don't know. Maybe let's see what he does this year. Matt Ryan needs a tight end. That's actually one right. of the draft needs that, you know, I, I wrote down before the show thinking I was going to be able to talk about it a bit. And we all seem to kick it, <laughs> by the way. I'm <laughs> just going to throw it in there. Maybe <laughs> Matt Barr has a nephew or something. Um, anyway, I, I, I'm not sure, um, honestly. I do think the Falcons should draft a tight end. Because you you don't know yet with just this small sample size if you have a guy for the future. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. the third year you'll be able to get a chance to really find out if this is the guy that you want long-term. Um, also, I'm not sure about him as a run blocker. Um, that's important um, because when mm-hmm. the Falcons run the ball effectively, they're hard to beat. Yeah, I agree with all
1: that. All right. Well, that's some some knowledge there on the Falcons. Let's switch it over to the other team. Let's talk about the Washington Redskins. Wally, why don't I ask you? Alex Smith, of course, he's the big answer here for everything, right? Four years, $94 yep. million, dollars, $71 million guaranteed. guaranteed. Uh, he's cheaper than Kirk Cousins. He's got three years, $86 million, all guaranteed by the Vikings. That's a little crazy. But hey, what do you think? Good fit for the uh, Redskins or was uh, Kirk Cousins the better fit?
0: I
2: think Alex Smith's a great fit. And look at a guy that has won games, uh, and has won, has won a playoff game, and
0: mm-hmm. has been
2: a guy that consistently consistently has the team compete uh, for either a division championship or a you know or the postseason. And Alex Smith does something that Kirk Cousins doesn't do. And and, and I, I mean, and that, what I mean by that is that Alex Smith won't make the big boneheaded mistake in a particular situation, or Alex Smith may not be the won't be the guy that to. to "Quote unquote," I guess, choke in a, in a key situation. He may not. <laughs> right. He may. He may make the simple play, like he may dink and duck, Fine, that's cool. But when you're a team like the Washington Redskins, that is, that that isn't that that isn't the New England Patriots. That isn't like say the Seattle Seahawks, who don't have that defense, who have, or even say like the old school Baltimore Ravens, who don't have who who don't have like that defense <clears throat> to fall back on. You need mm-hmm. players. You need a quarterback who won't put you in a position, a situation. That's going to be tough for like your defense to overcome, or or you know, or or your or, or running game or whatnot. So at least Alex Smith is a guy that can alleviate that issue from a defense that's not stacked. So he's, done, he's not going to make the mistake if he's in trouble. He's going to he's going to go out the pocket and run. Kirk Cousins at times was to not to leave the pocket. He always wanted to stay in the pocket. He didn't want to make that what I call like the the the, the random play, the unorganized right. play to play that. The unscripted play, uh, better yep. to say. The unscripted play where to run where, okay, nobody's open. It's time to go. Alex Smith have that block <laughs> for one Mississippi, two Mississippi. And if someone's not open, he's running. So I like Alex Smith because he makes winning plays. And Kirk Cousins, yep. for all the stats he, he puts up, you know, all the stats in the world, he puts up great stats. And he was a solid quarterback for the Washington Redskins. At, yep. at the end of the day, winning plays is mm-hmm. matter. And Kirk Cousins right. at times didn't make winning
0: plays.
1: Yeah, better fantasy football quarterback than he is a real quarterback, unfortunately. But exactly. we'll see how he does with exactly. the Vikings. He definitely has a he has a good landing spot in Minnesota. All right, let's ask, let's yeah. go to the next question I have for the Redskins here, and that's the wide receivers. I mean, you guys have been mm-hmm. kind of going through wide receivers pretty quickly yeah. here right now. I Think you got Crowder, you got Doxon. you just picked up Paul Richardson, 5 years, 40 million, 20 guaranteed. How do you feel about your wide
2: receivers in in uh Washington? Well, well I like I again, mean, Josh Dawson's a guy that I've always been a fan of. Um I liked him in college. I like Josh Dawson. Yep. I mean, I think he a got uh, Now at the end of the day to me they're missing a guy with a dog a dog like mentality. And what I mean by that is that they had a
0: like song,
2: they had a guy in Deshaun Jackson. He felt like they were the best football players on the field. And they don't mm-hmm. have that Josh has the ability to be a uh, to be off play to be one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. I I totally believe that, um, but they don't have that has that want. That's why I've always, you know, I know you know Redskins fans may dislike it, but
4: playing yep. a player I
2: think that would be good for this team because you need a guy with fire. I grew up watching wide receivers like Gary Clark uh, for the Washington yeah. Redskins. That's a guy who had passion. The middle, like so all these hard and energy. This wide receiver core doesn't have that, and I know, like, it's, it's, like I know, like, obviously you want guys with talent, and the rah-rah guys, you know, are sometimes overrated. But sometimes, it, you know, a guy like a Dez Bryant, a guy, guy, like a, who I mentioned in the past, like a Gary Clark, guys like that, they get your, they get your wide receiver core hype. They get them amped up, and they get them level that,
0: you know, that before, now they're
2: really into the game emotionally. motion. So, I think this team needs a guy like a guy that you can give a five yard pass and he's just so. You know, they don't have that guy. Uh, so they need they need to. Be Crowder had a down year. Oh, and it's the contract year for, for Crowder. Figure out, figure right. out. if Crowder is going to be a guy that they're going to hold on for the future. But this wide receiver core is right now, in my opinion, it's the unknown because you don't really know as it is constructed now. You don't know, um, but if but they're relying on Josh Dotson being number one.
1: But you're, yeah, breaking up a little bit, Wally. Sorry, you're breaking. up. I'm sorry. A
2: little bit. Sorry, That's a lot of pressure to put on Josh Dotson to be yep. number one. That's a lot of pressure.
1: Yep, yep, yeah, no, I, I totally agree of all that. Now, real quick, we've got one more question for you. That's Jordan Reed. We know how good uh-huh. he can be, right? Entering his sixth season now with the Redskins. We got news from the Redskins coach, Jay Gruden, a few weeks ago that Reed had a quote-unquote procedure done on his toes. Not sure what that means, but it explains why he's not participating in OTAs. Reed ended last uh-huh. season on IR because of a hamstring issue. He was limited by a toe problem in the training camp. Reed has never played more than 14 games in a season, and that was only once. In, in uh, five years, what are your thoughts on Reed? Is he de- is he done,
2: or we are we, uh, we going to give him another shot? What are your thoughts? I'll uh, be fine. The the, the, uh, the the procedure should help. Should, he should be good for the uh, for training camp? Uh, this is a this is a big year for Jordan Reed. I mean, like a lot of fans have been cry, crying out trade Jordan Reed this that, and the other. But you got to understand this is the one of the most ta- This is one of the most talented tight ends in football. And just to let him go would be would be wouldn't, wouldn't be an intelligent play. This team needs offense. I think Jordan Reed, if healthy, if he plays 13 games, it's a win-win situation for the Washington Redskins. So I, I believe that Jordan Reed will, will be will be healthy enough. You pair him with uh, Vernon Davis um, and also Dotson, and he's playing with Alex Smith, and we've seen that Alex Smith loves the tight end. We've been seeing this for years. We saw yep. this
0: in San well, Francisco.
2: Definitely. We've seen that in Kansas City. So this is an mm-hmm. ideal situation for Alex Smith and it's an ideal situation for for for, for uh, Jordan Reed. You thought that Jordan Reed and Kirk Cousins was a good duo. Oh my God! Could you imagine him and Alex Smith, a guy that favors the tight end?
1: Right, right. Totally agree. Well, hey,
2: we've got some good insight over there. We're going to have to blow, blow the horn on
1: this entire thing. That's all the time we got. I can't believe it's ran out so fast. I'd like to thank, once again, Wally and Ray of the Urban Sports Scene Podcast for joining us today, dropping some DMV knowledge and beyond. And all of you out there should go subscribe. Listen to the Urban Sports Scene Podcast listen to it skins, everything. Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time for the Urban Sports Scene. You will not regret it. Okay, guys, want to give it your social media, uh, social media account so people can follow you?
2: Sure. Uh, you can follow us on uh, on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene uh, and also on Facebook. Check us out on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Just search the Urban Sports Scene.
1: Awesome. And, Ryan, go your Twitter and Instagram so people can follow you.
4: Yeah, Instagram is football underscore garbage underscore time. And on Twitter, you can follow me at Ryan Whitfield NE, where the Bills Mafia just tweeted out that New England <laughs> <laughs> fans do not want any part of Buffalo on Monday night this year. And so that My win something You scheduled that,
0: ever. everybody.
1: <laughs> wow. And, I again, I feel like our, our lives are not complete, Ryan. You didn't call anybody an idiot today. Does that mean that's just two shows in a row that you haven't called anybody an idiot? I feel like I don't even wow, know you anymore. But,
0: <laughs> well, I'm mean, me. I'm idiot. feeling good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you can follow me at FB Garbage Time on Twitter. We got the NFL draft coming up, folks, next week. So join us again next time. We'll break that down. Till next time, enjoy your NFL week.